Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. It's the Red Men TV podcast. Uh, for those of you watching in video form, we've just waved at the microphones. <laughs> For some reason. Rather than the camera. Another camera. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. Hope you've been enjoying them over the summer. A little bit intermittent in the last few weeks, but we're here. Slightly later than usual, but we're here, and that's the most important thing, Chris. Turning up. It's an important part of life. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got some things to, to discuss. We've had... Chris and I have been been apart a lot for the last couple of weeks. Um, we kind of did a bit of this last week about, the, about pre-season and what have you, but I think it was... This is the first time we've probably watched two games back to back in different locations in in I can't since I yes. can't remember well yeah yeah so obviously we watched the Wofford game separately and then we watched the Hoffenheim game obviously me and Tom and Cy were over in Germany you were uh, holding down the fort back home in Redmond it's true and and of course like you know just the week before we managed to do it as well didn't we mm. when what? you when you watched two games in there. Uh, in Munich yeah. without me yeah. in a different location but yeah. other than those two games literally the week before it's been a while it's been about it's been four, four years back to back then <laughs> four games back to back but what, what the point is whether I'm, let's put my complete inaccuracies on that on that aside for a moment it's the first time we've probably since we were 17 watched four games probably like, yeah maybe um, but the, what, what was interesting about it is that this is a thing and people always discuss this is a thing the difference between being in the ground and being and watching the game on the telly and how it impacts you, you, you thinking, uh, you, you, you're thinking whether you like it or not is influenced. One either way, it's influenced by how you take it in and what's around you when you're doing it, etc., etc. But what I thought was quite interesting because it's the first time two competitive games that we've played this week, and um, I, I, what we've just had a couple of conversations and a couple of back and forth with Steve as well on on, on in, in the WhatsApp group about how how we how we how we viewed players and what have you. It was. Uh, Let's look at the. Let's start with the Wofford game very briefly before we talk about Hoffenheim because obviously it's, it's it's outdated now. Things have moved on. You did the Anfield Index podcast, yeah, after the fact, um, and you were the only upbeat person in the yeah, room. Yeah, well, I, I walked. I did. A, I went outside and did the instant match reaction for the subscribers, uh, supporters of Redmen TV, even 
uh, with Chris Williams and then I walked into the podcast late so we walked in it was probably 45 minutes into the show or something so I'd not really heard got the tone of the of the podcast and there was maybe 18 people there and it, and it sounded really cool and the way they did it was amazing actually but I got handed the microphone essentially yeah and asked the question and I answered it and it wasn't until halfway through when everyone started laughing and were like you're the only positive person here I'd in fairness, I'd had my little gripe and I'd ended my show on a positive. Yeah. So when I walked in there, I was like puffed, chest out, absolutely yeah. made up. Liverpool got on a, got an away point, scored three goals, three strikers that have only played. That was their first competitive game of football together. All get a goal and one of them gets an assist and yeah. stuff as well. So I'd, I'd seen the positive side of it. And it's strange how these outside influences affect you, isn't it? Like, yeah. if you're in a group with people, and I had it yesterday on the uh, Red Transfer Roundup show, Paul, is Stay and James Sutton and Tom were all very, quite negative on the transfers from FSG, and that's not my standpoint. Yeah. But those three people talking to me and being backed into a corner made me come out of that feeling more negative about yeah. FSG than than I had previously been, because sure. normally I talk to you about it, who's po more positive than me. Mm -hmm. And so you lift me up even further, yeah. whereas what I, I, I'm sort of in the middle, getting dragged both ways. like. Yeah. And um, But I managed to I managed to stand my ground a little bit uh, and talk about it, but it was it was different. But it was interesting because Tom and Tom, prop, real Tom, and I watched it. Original Tom. Original Tom. Oh, Tom OG watched it uh, together in the office. And uh, although we were disappointed, uh, conceding the late goal, disappointed to drop two points, we were... Kind of okay with it, you know. We had some good. We were, we were buzzing about the stuff that was really good in the game, as opposed to the stuff that was dead, that was dead downbeat about it. And similar to you, I um, I did the post match stuff, and I felt okay. I felt I felt all right with it all. I'd made me peace, and that's what I always have. That's why I've always enjoyed doing the post match videos. Is I tend to see, I used to always see the meltdowns because meltdowns have always existed when we well there've been comments online and stuff, but knowing that I didn't share that totally overblown reactions and stuff used to make me feel loads better about it because I, I felt I was rationalising it well. Um, but the, the the stuff after it totally got me down. Like, you know, like the the reaction to, to it. And it, and I don't know, I've, I've lost the ability to judge anymore whether it's me, it's my judgment on it or whether it's, whether it's the situation, whether it's Liverpool that's bothering me or it's how people react to Liverpool that's bothering me, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. I think if you was here, here's the here's the what was it litmus test? You go and watch a game on your own. You mm -hmm. watch it in the in the telly with the sound off, and you don't speak to anybody afterwards, and you see how you feel. And maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. And maybe that's what one person goes and sits with a crowd of people, and one person goes with absolutely nothing, no phones, no nothing, no Twitter, no anything, and we'll come in and do a show and see how different the opinions yeah. are. And then you maybe get a, a, an example of just how much you're influenced. Because anyone who's sitting online on Twitter and starts reading tweets throughout the game, which is mental anyway, by the way, yeah. Um, and then speaking to people after the game about it, you can be dragged one way or another, especially if you if you like me, and you know I quite often try and see both sides to it mm -hmm. and I'll lean one way or the other I'm never stood over one side looking at the other side of it yeah. I generally try and be quite balanced in it and, and then decide from there so I think a lot of people are like me and a lot of people are influenced one way or the other positively or negatively yeah it's um the, 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 the thing that got me for that because it was the first, I had a different approach so I was doing player ratings on that game I had a piece of paper next to me the whole time that was a different approach absolutely thinking about them paper yeah and I um, I had all the players names written down I started everyone on a five as a base level for not, it not a six no oh your, the YouTube comments will kill me next time I do it no no so I started everyone on a five and when they did something good 
or I thought it was substantially good. I, 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 it was either a half mark up or a, or, or a full mark up, dependent. And then, so even though it was my own system, and there was no, not necessarily anyone else in the world who does it exactly that way or whatever, yeah. Um, I, when I got to the end of the game, I felt 12s. comfortable. No, no, no. But I didn't. No, but I, I, no. That's the point. I felt comfortable with what with, with what I'd given, how I'd rated the players, and how I judge them. And I made a point, you know, because I'd I'd made I was making like quick notes and stuff as things go on the game. Because I normally, again, it's normally recency bias. Whenever you're covering football, as we well know, you only ever remember the last 15 minutes of the game in clear detail. The stuff that happened in the first half might as well not have happened. Um, so it was. Um, I, I, I thought I'd got a good handle on it on the whole how performance did you do? and stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, no, nothing's to be gained from looking at the. I think. The, I think what you've done there is you saved me as Mister Player Ratings because that's pretty in depth, Paul. I think that is now your show. Yeah, I think the person who is based in the studio should definitely do it that way. That's a that's a good approach. Yeah, nah, completely. I'm not um, I don't so, do yeah. anything with that <laughs> level of insight. <laughs> so yeah, but um, but the point the point is is that and I, I you know I, I always. The courage of my own convictions. I, I I trust what I see with my own eyes. I trust to make my own judgments, and I trust not to be knee jerk, particularly one way or the other. Um, but I was, th- I like Saturday and Sunday, I was thoroughly depressed about Liverpool and the condition Liverpool were in and everything around it. And it all got it all got to me, and it doesn't normally all get to me, but it it did this time round. And it was it was that. Tweet from that lad about how I might get in shit for this, but uh, here's the story of like uh, Jürgen's falling out with the owners and blah blah blah. And then there was the the Coutinho poster being taken down in the in the club shop. And I and I, it got to me so much that I never stopped for a second to question the legitimacy or the reasoning behind. It. And I normally do. I know people normally think it's think it's like again happy clappy bullshit or sunny side thinking for the sake of argument, but. The Coutinho, let's use the Coutinho stuff as an, as an example of this. Okay. People immediately, the narrative very quickly was, he's, be, he's they're taking his post down because he's being sold. We happen to know we got sent a photograph in the week of him at a photo shoot. Yeah. Where he's there and happy and smiling in his Liverpool kit. Yep. Now he wouldn't have been involved in that. Now I know they say this is doing kit photos and you know what I mean, all this kind of. Stuff. But if that was ongoing, this is this is while all this stuff was ongoing. You know, I felt I got swept along with it because it felt like the the weight of negativity that was that existed online after the game. All the people who were saying nice things were getting shouted down. Paul Tompkins walks, quits Twitter, deletes Twitter in the in the in the fucking fallout from it all. You've got this stuff that Klopp's falling out with the managers. You've got this stuff saying continues. I'm, I don't know, I don't know how you felt with it because I know you you. Took on a few people on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah, that's unlike me. I know, and no, I, I, um, I had to, t- I had to turn it off because it was all, it, I, it was, it, it genuinely fucking ruined me weekend. Yeah, and that wasn't the footy that ruined it. It was the stuff around the footy. Yeah, I think no, like normally for me, I, I don't go on Twitter. I don't, I don't find it. It enriches my life. <laughs> And and generally, I jettison stuff that doesn't enrich my life. Um, so <laughs> it's it's a weird standpoint. But th- this weekend, I was. Can I have some examples? Twitter. I mean, other, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Twitter. <laughs> you just said Twitter. What are the things that don't enrich your life if you jettison? Blank and left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't have that time. <laughs> don't have that kind of time available to you. <laughs> cool. Sorry, okay, that's um, as good as any. Um, so. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you can go on there and if, if something puts you in a bad mood, why do it? It's why I don't watch the news. You know, it just, oh, brilliant, more people are dead. That's, yeah. that's made me feel better. No, it hasn't. So yeah. I, don't, I tend not to watch it. I'll read about the political news. And, and that's why I like the apps and the news apps because you can filter it by mm. what you want to read rather than just being thinking. Anyway. Hero dogs. Uh, yes. on, the, on, the, on the subject of the Coutinho stuff, first and foremost, here's how ridiculous that whole situation was. Do you know how it was resolved? A journalist from the Echo rang the club shop and asked them why they were taking it down. <laughs> right, but every motherfucker who follows Liverpool went on a mad journey for a couple of hours until the journalist picked up the phone yep. and asked them why they were taking the Coutinho thing down. And the worst thing about it is that the Daily Mail was still using that video of, the, of it being pulled down in articles about Coutinho leaving and stuff like that because that became the story. Because everyone, because I saw a great tweet from a, a stat Twitter account and they were talking about sort of how Liverpool defend set pieces and basically you're saying like how many chances they can see from set pieces and it was like a mad stat to say we only did X and X all the time but we've done so many this season and then the, the follow up tweet was on the lines of one stat analysis one stat an analysis plus uh, transfer paranoia um, um, story Plot times by whatever equals uh, equals retweets and likes, and it was just them going, "This is this is the world we're in now. We know that we can play into the insecurities of Liverpool fans because we put a tweet out yeah, saying there's a, there's a big problem with Liverpool defending set pieces, and then it, and then everyone's gonna it's gonna be used to sell an agenda of Liverpool Liverpool are fucked because that's what everyone's talking about online at the moment. But you're right, the the Coutinho club shop stuff. When I when it was I just when I stopped and thought about it, and it was just like. I was told it was the changing for the autumn collection, but they just put a new sponsor on the sleeve of the, the kits. It stands within perfect reason that they were going to just swap that out and put them. Put yeah, them but whoever them. takes that photograph, if they walk past five minutes later and they're taking Chan down instead of Coutinho, it's not news. Yeah. So I saw someone say when we when, when it's a mad coincidence that starts the whole thing. Exactly. It's like when you cross the like have you seen that video that they did online it's a YouTube video of when you cross the road at thirty, when you cross the road at forty. No. You know the actual proper DVLA one though, and they, they hit the dummy and it goes flying yeah. down. Well somebody recreated it on YouTube and did it properly and it was like if you hit at thirty, he gets hit and thing. If he hits at forty, the car goes past him and he walks across the road. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going it's but faster, that's yeah. that's essentially what's just happened with yeah. the Coutinho yeah. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it, oh, it, yeah, yeah, completely, one hundred percent spot on. But it, it was that it was after. I think Steer put something out like as, as Steer as he does because he's, he's occasionally funny on Twitter and less occasionally in real life. But he, um, he, but I can't imagine people thinking that it was because he was getting sold. Ha 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 ha. And someone said, and someone's response to it was, which uh, amongst many amazing tweets that I've seen, tweets and comments this, this last seven days or so. They should have known better than to take it down at that time of the day. They should have done it overnight, is what they're saying. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it, Chris, and this is the thing that get me. We're gonna do continuous stuff later, but I wanted, I wanted, I'll do, we'll do this now because here's the thing. And I, let's put aside everyone's fears about stuff for a moment, and let's put aside how things have been managed in, in years gone by and what have you. From a Liverpool perspective, and this is because I think people have a weird understanding of how Liverpool Football Club is. You know, it's not. It's not like one fella says something and that happens up to the whole club. You know, it's compartmentalised. There's different departments do different things. But by and large, Liverpool is an organisation, the business behind behind the scenes, like any other. It's got different different organisations, different heads and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's buzzing about Liverpool inside Liverpool Football Club. 
the positivity inside that club at the yeah. moment is incredible because you know they've got the new CEO. Things are running running really smooth. Everything's going well. You know, back into European football, all these kind of things. Like, and and on top of it all, like I would, I, and I'm, I am, I don't know this, but I'm 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 surmising that they've been told the people in retail and what have you have been told what they, what everyone's been told. Phil Coutinho's not for sale. The owners have come out and said he's not for sale. They've been unequivocal in saying he will be a Liverpool player in the season. The manager's said it. So everyone in the club has gone, okay, fine, cool. Well, there's no issue. So they're just carrying on with business as usual because it is business as usual as far as, they, as far as they're concerned. So it would never enter someone's head to think, oh, we can't take this picture down of Coutinho on the off chance that someone catches someone in the five minutes it takes to do it, videos it, and then puts it out there selling the notion of this is Coscatino's being sold. I, the case example, just as a slight tangent, was what was the game we went to watch last season away from home when we travelled separately? It was, it might have been a London, a London away. Tottenham, maybe? No, that was the year before. Or was it so, either way, we travelled separately to a, to a footy game because I'd stayed, I think I'd had to stay somewhere over there the night before and then we went to go and do, uh, oh, oh, oh no, I was staying afterwards. We'd gone to watch a game, we'd gone our separate, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham the game. last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we, we, we travelled down there separately and I'd done a, 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 match, a match video and, so, and someone said, and I had two people saying, of you and Chris falling out is Redmen TV on the ropes because you're not travelling the game together, you're not sitting together during during the match, and that gives you a perfect example of how yeah, someone two. can fucking get add two and two together and come up with five because if you've got a notion and an idea of something, you can find it's totally two and, and you're exactly right with the Coutinho stuff and let's not forget that we had Suarez on the side of our stadium for like six weeks after he sat after him. if I know one thing about Liverpool Football Club they're not that organised that they take it down before it happens <laughs> yeah, so that's where that's where we should have stopped Yeah, exactly. right then and there yeah. mate. what are the odds of them doing that it would just be that's the thing about it is that and, and roller shutters how, yeah exactly <laughs> but no but it's the thing I've housed again it just feeds into the, the, the notion of it's the negativity is built to such a level, and I'm not suggesting that a lot of it's not justified. I understand negative, you know, that our handling of the transfer market has been less than fucking stellar. It's been pretty shit so far. But let again, it's just that everything has become so negative. There's been an it's like Liverpool are all of a sudden shit at every element of everything that a football club does. That they genuinely believe that Liverpool would leak a player, effectively leak a player leaving by taking his photo down in the club shop first before a bid's been agreed or before or, or, all this kind of stuff on, in a week after it's been said that it, unequivocally he's not being transferred. That, and and this, listen, HBO does it with the final episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. But this is, what's get, this is what's getting me, though, is that this is the fucking... This is the sphere in which we live in at the moment, is that you cannot talk you cannot make mention of any area of Liverpool right now without some fucking some dickhead and I apologise I'm sure they're lovely people but if you if you <laughs> I put a tweet out a tweet out about I thought it was a good deal for Blaise Matuidi going to Juventus for you were 20 right. million quid it is a very good deal and I said I would have liked them at Liverpool I didn't have re I didn't really have the space to say two years ago if I'm perfectly honest, I'd have much preferred Blaise Matuidi a couple of years ago at Liverpool but that's beside the point. And the amount of people who come back to me with like well, Liverpool are shit, and it's like, <laughs> genuinely, I'm just admiring a football player, and it would have been that, you know, if I'd put Messi there, would it be a cause to say how rubbish, how rubbish Liverpool are? Maybe, 
probably probably still too. Tony Barrett tweeted about what a great addition Kelly Cates is to the Sky Sports production team and had people come back to Sign Van Dyke. But yeah, not more like how when all this is going on around Liverpool, are you you're distracting attention from this, you're fucking drawing attention away from the things that are fucked at the football club when you're talking about this shit, it's like mate, it's be Twitter accounts. <laughs> like like and and Kelly Kate is a boss addition to the Sky Sports yeah. team. It, it reminds me of the uh, James Pierce story from Berlin. And you know, he was saying that, you know, people come up to him and he's like I'm, I'm just in Tesco's shopping with my kids. We didn't do this on the last podcast, did we? No, he, the, the, the story was he, he'd finished five-a-side. He was in his full five-a-side kit, sweaty as fuck, in some Tesco's buying some chicken for the sandwiches the next day. And someone comes up and just says, What about Kate, lad? Oh, we're shining Kate. We're shining Van Dyke. Hey, but the best thing about the whole thing was, as he finishes telling us this story, someone goes... James, what about Kaiser lads? And literally. walks off literally. It's like the guy can't have a minute to yeah, himself. No. Like that, that's the way. That's the, the that's the the, the 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 shambles of where we are. And that's the problem is that is that it is. We're gonna loads of people ask us now. Regular listeners to the podcast will know, and I apologise to the regular listeners that we have talked a lot about FSG on the podcast, and we've done the we have done the in and out stuff, and then albeit things have moved forward, things have changed. And we were, we were having a little bit of a plan this week and we're going to do something around the closing of the transfer window. We're going to make sure it gets its fair due time and attention. But my God, Chris, like, I, I get that a problem doesn't go away just because you stop talking about it. But you can just, it's it's just, it's boring me senselessly. And it doesn't mean that like, I'm, I'm not, I don't care or whatever. But it, like I say, it's this fact that it's just permeated into every single area of being a Liverpool fan. And I, I, But it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Because I don't know anyone that's FSG out. And that's the that's the yeah. crux of the problem. Yeah. Is that everybody I know is either sat on the fence, is actually pretty much sat on the fence, yeah. and aren't willing to make a decision one way or the other. But every other area of being a Liverpool fan is permeated with I'm, this. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm of the opinion, I was talking to, to Tom about this while I was away, and I was saying, I'm tempted to just swerve Twitter for a couple of weeks and see how I feel about it at the end of that couple of weeks because it's starting to influence me. And it, and it got to the point where, like I said, I let all the negativity get on top of me and I let myself think, oh God, it's all fucked and blah, 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 blah. And then ultimately it, it is the thing. And I've had this I've had this for the last two or three weeks when I've been been been, been away covering the Reds. And I've had people tweeting me about stuff. And, it, and it, you know, there's, there's a couple of guys and I've, you know, I, I, I try to engage with people as much as possible on Twitter because I do, I do like it as a platform, generally speaking. Um... A great fun would be asking people what their three accessories would be if they were an action figure. Some belted answers on that. Like, I mean, that's what Twitter's all about. What were, what were the answers? So, my, what, in fact, I, I'll ask you this question. Oh, man. If you, if someone, a company was going to make an action figure, a Chris Page action figure that comes with three accessories, what would your three accessories be? I'll let you have a, a second. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what mine were. Okay. Mine were a pair of Ray Bands. I can't listen to you and think of an answer at the same time. It just doesn't matter. I'll give you another like second after that. A pair of Ray Bands, a Game Boy Advance. And a green lightsaber. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some. I, got, I did get some belted answers for, for that, but I'll we'll revisit that. Okay. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Three accessories. Absolutely sound. Yeah. Uh, come, we'll come back to that later. But the um, yeah, stop writing. Stop making notes. Um, but I probably should have done that because it's totally derailed me train of thought. But the um, I was coming off Twitter. 
said nice things on Twitter. Oh yeah, so there's people I engage, I engage with on Twitter, and anyway, there's a couple of people who were, who were the FSG FSGL people, and they were having an, an, an argument with someone, and they tagged me into the conversation, and I was like, I'm covering the Reds. We've got a game today, or or in fact, it was we were it was the it was in Berlin. We just got back the we got back the hotel, and we'd spent two hours editing the videos and getting them up and it was piss o'clock in the morning and I got into bed mm-hmm. and this conversation, this argument was going back and forth and I was tagged in it and I basically had to tweet and say, lads, I've just finished doing the videos and this is my point about this. I think there's a time and place for it all but it's just it's just constant. It's just like, you know, and I, I, and here's the thing and you're dead right about the, the people in the real world as it were not knowing these people. And I spoke to a couple of people who were, who were a bit disgruntled with the, the general, you know, the general thing about the club. I talked to a lot of people while I was away but I got no sense of all the shit that you get on Twitter being out and amongst Liverpool fans out and at the match because your focus is the is the footy. Your focus yeah, has to it, be the that's footy. That's what it's supposed to be, isn't it? You know, football's supposed to be a release from the mundane shit that brings you down in everyday life, in, in most people's lives anyway. Um, there are lucky people, of course. And I think that, you know, too often people forget to just take some enjoyment out of the football and that's what it's there to be at the end of the day. And they, they harbour your entire, like, week and month and mood and everything based on a football club. Mm. Now, I would say right here, right now, that... Am I happy with Liverpool's defence? No. Am I happy with Liverpool's keeper generally? And do I think he can win us the Premier League? No. Do I think the players from the midfield and the attack can? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think we've got the right manager for the job? Yes. Um, do I blame FSG for having a bad goalkeeper? No. Do I blame FSG for having a bad defence? No. Do I give uh, FSG credit for bringing in Klopp? Yeah, I kind of do. Uh, there's loads of things where you know these things need to be improved and stuff. I'll give you a great example of what, why the, why the argument is not, is not. People would love the argument, I think, to be black and white, cut and dry, and this is why it's not. And this is why I would contend that there's no such thing as FSG in. I don't think that exists. I think there's a couple of people who probably do it just to fucking just for shits and giggles, like. But there isn't an FSG in camp. There's people who are dead against it, and there's people who are just meh. You know, and not. I just don't think it's that. It's it's not a proper polarizing situation because I don't think any. I don't really think there's anyone, or I don't think there's a massive camp of people who are like, no, they are the perfect owners for Liverpool Football Club. They could do no wrong. They've done no wrong. They're absolutely. I don't think that. I, I don't think. I don't think that exists. Um, and that's the that's the the, the the kind of the big issue that we're we're faced with here is that it's just unfortunately it's just it's like it's just it's screaming into the void is a lot of the stuff that's going on around Liverpool at the moment and it's um, it's winding me up but anyway getting 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 back to it the 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 thing the three things the, the, go on then, give us your, give us your I don't know what it's called but Raphael's weapons from the turtles Sigh. I'll have I'll have a pair of them okay. thank you very much yeah a jetpack backpack okay yeah I know I know, I know, and a falafel wrap. Of course, <laughs> standard, standard issue. Of course, it would be like we would, you'd have to buy us a separate thing if you if you didn't get it in the pack. I, I'm going to change my sunnies. No, no, maybe I'll change my Game Boy for a hoverboard. That was a much better answer. Nice. Yeah, hoverboard and a lightsaber. Sorted. You're getting all the girls. <laughs> no, Barbie and little Bo Peep. All, all the girls, all yeah. the big ones. I'm, back, I'm, or, or, I'm also smiting my enemies whilst having fun. Although the sunglasses might come in handy if you've got a hoverboard. 
okay, I'll get rid of the Game Boy. I'll get rid of the Game Boy. <laughs> I'll keep the, the Sonnies, just for cool factor. I think Sonnies have well, a just board. getting close to the sun, you need sunglasses, artists, mate. If there's any graphic artists watching, I'd like to see, could you do a, could anyone do a mock-up of our action figures with what they'd look like? I'd be very, I'd be very happy to see that. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the, fun, light-hearted. Or 3D printers. 3D printers, if anyone's got a 3D printer. You can do, they, they, had that, they had that in the Asda in Heighton for a while. We could get a, a, a model of yourself made in the 3D printer there. Cost a fortune. It, you Why know did me, they Chris. pick the Heighton Asda then? Yeah, maybe because the people just love spending money on... If you've seen the cashies around there, people love extravagant purchases <laughs> in Heighton. Like, um, and then on fire, and then probably couldn't, <laughs> probably not being able to afford them and chucking them back in for, for a couple of months. Um, Apologies to anyone from Heighton. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm technically I technically live in Heighton it's fine um, so I'm allowed <laughs> yeah um, but yeah the the thing about the the, the, the footy is as I said getting get there and being in the ground and it comes back to what we were talking about the difference between I think sitting at home and all that and the, the there is very much a, a, I think about Liverpool that the things are not Things are not spot on. Things are not right but I would still contend and it's like the Watford game I said Genie Wijnaldum nine times out of ten just heads that clear at the near post and if he doesn't head it clear Simon, it's Simon Mignolet on his arm and it goes over the crossbar or goes out yeah, or goes yeah. any other direction other than hitting the underside of the bar and dropping down or and again nine times out of ten the linesman gives offside to the guy who stood on Mignolet's toes in the offside you know what hey, I mean? hey, look, look, look there's, you're right in everything that you're saying there and there's another angle I think to come from and that is how games end because I think that, in a large part, affects how you feel after the game. Mm-hmm. Now, had it been the other way around and we were 3-2 down with 93 minutes and we score, how are you walking away from yeah, that game? exactly, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, but, and that's why you have to say, like, the Hoffenheim result, taking it on to it. T- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
taking a 2-1 before the game. And I was happy because we got a 2-1 and we got two away goals and we won in Europe. And that's the first time in that side have played together in Europe and they've beaten a team that haven't been beaten at home in 15 fucking months. And we played poorly as well, I thought anyway, against the team that was playing very, very well. And we rode our luck at times and that's part of football. I've seen loads of games that have been decided on luck and and stuff like that. And, you know, had we won 2-1 from being 1-0 down amazing result yeah. but the fact that we were 2-0 up with 10 minutes to go and, and they claw a goal back changes the complexion of yeah. the football but and if you go back to your first original thing which is would you take that result from the start of the game and the answer is yes then you should be happy at the end of the game yeah. and you know what I loved Jürgen's response of like I'd rather win 2-1 than 1-0 any day anyway and I agree I agree with that because ultimately for a start it means you've got a two goal cushion but also a two way goals yeah, and you've scored two goals. And seeing a football match where your team scores two goals <laughs> is just better. It's better. You know, yes, yes, you don't have to have the annoyance of seeing yourselves concede if you get a nice 1-0 win. But I would go back to it, you know, we, whatever it was, like six clean sheets in seven or five clean sheets in six at the back end of the season, I could not watch that Liverpool side play every week. That was horrendous. That that running to the end of the season, we you know we we clawed ourselves across the mm. line. I would much rather watch the team that you know that scores loads of goals and occasionally looks a bit fucking daft at the back than the team that fucking bores the way. Because I don't, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can win the title either way. You know what I mean? I think you know you can you can lose a title no matter which 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 brand of footy you, you, you play. Unfortunately, but the the thing about you, you, you're right, and the, the problem the problem with it though again is this negativity mindset seems to permeate into everything because we, we all got in the office and we were saying like I think it was like Tom and Sai saying be harsh with the way that people are reacting and stuff you, you, after Hoffenheim in particular as you say we wrote our luck they wrote the luck mm. Hoffenheim wrote the luck you yeah, know yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Salah could have scored two, two goals Mane could have scored Robinson could have scored, scored two headers this one with two, from two yards out that you know it's a great save from the goalkeeper all that kind of stuff both teams rode their luck one team was a bit more you know we, we got a bit more luck in some instances that's footy that's, a, that's, a, that's an away brand of footy and ultimately having players of quality you know if if Salah had scored that free kick it would have been like I don't know. It would have felt differently somehow. Like everyone's buzzing for Trent, and right and rightly so. But because he's still a kid and he's still got issues in his game, the fact that there were people going, "Yeah, but he fucking he fucked up for the for their goal." He's an eighteen-year-old kid. He's going to make mistakes. Who gives a fuck? Like you know I mean, like, and, and you know, even if we drop, you know, you don't want us to lose to not win games and uh, blah blah blah. But that's this is the thing about having kids in your team, is that if that was, I'll give you a great example. Of it though, and this is where the, this is where the problem is with this case is that if Real Madrid had an 18 year old right back score that goal in midweek, or or pick another pick another team that everyone thinks is boss and love and the sun shines out their ass, there would just be we would all be people who watch all footy would be cream in the pants over that. Yet we're just we're not allowed to appreciate the good stuff that our players are doing because we have to batter them for all the all the shit stuff that they do if, if you get what I yeah, mean yeah you're probably right and it's because there's so much ride on it for us and I think you know the problem with us and comparing us to somebody like a Real Madrid or something like that right now is it's a lot closer for us to everybody else so we can't afford to make those mistakes and I yeah. think that's why it does affect people Yeah, but I mean on the individual basis I mean taking the the, the wider stuff away that people can't just be happy for Trent scoring a yeah for a free yeah. kick, having an eighteen-year-old local lad step up and do it, and maybe it's the maybe it is the local maybe it's the local lad thing that that, 
that helps it for me that other people don't have I've got a question for you and this you'll see where we're going with it because we're going to loop back to what you're saying when the game started how did you feel like five minutes into the game uh, well, what do you mean? Well, how were you? Were you up screaming, singing, shouting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nervous at all? There was obviously again. It's a big game of footy. You're a bit of nervous, but you're there. You're bouncing. You're singing. You're having, you're having a laugh. There was. There I was, was a nervous wreck. Really? Watching it on the telly. Absolute nervous wreck because I don't have that. I didn't have that atmosphere to get into. Yeah. You spent two days going over there. Essentially, the best part of two days, you left what three o'clock in the morning on the Sunday night. The game's not until Tuesday night. There's a huge build up. There's a lot riding on it for you. Yeah. I've turned the telly on yeah. 10 minutes before the game and I'm an absolute nervous wreck. Yeah. Right? And then I watch through that game and I'm nervous the entire time because I can see the deficiencies with the side and all that and I've not got that support network of fans screaming and singing yeah. and shouting and all that type of stuff. The game finishes and you're elated because you've just travelled for fucking two days over to another country and you've watched the Reds win. Yeah. And I, t- I put Twitter on and all I see is fume yeah. about how Liverpool's defence is shit, right? What, how different can you get? Yeah. Is it any wonder that there are two different uh, different types of, of a fan who yeah. go to the game and go to the telly? We went over to the Europa League final. It was pretty much the worst drive I've ever been on yeah. back on the way back. It was the best drive I've ever been on the way there because what you've done is you've pinned your entire three or four days on a 90-minute game and we failed that time. Yeah. This time you got to do it properly and you got to see a win. Yeah. I didn't. I got Twitter. Yeah. Well, no, it's exactly that. That's the point. There was a bit like because we conceded the goal, it took the shine off it absolutely. But everyone was still buzzing after the game. You know, we were still up it and still dead happy about the, the things that we'd done really well. And it was funny because again, inevitably, you you're not seeing a if you watch tell tell footy on telly. There's a blame culture in football in that, and it's it, it's bred to you because you've the commentators need to have someone to blame for everything at all times because that's how they debate there to create the talking points, and then because everything's analysed, here's the guy who scored the goal, and here's the guy whose fault it is that the guy who scored the goal with us because you don't get to watch anything back in the match. You just you take it as it is and you watch whatever. Like as you an might example, see, you might not see. Well, exactly. Yeah. And as an example of that, like Alberto Moreno, Shite. I really enjoyed his performance in the game. I, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. Like, and um, but I, didn't I, you see the six replays of him going in for a challenge and missing the ball? This, ball? Is the, this is the point, isn't it? Is that when you watch footy. People miss challenges. And I had this with the Watford game as well. I didn't hold him accountable for the second goal because you 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 live and die by your decisions. You you make a decision to try and tackle and you lose a tackle. If you're watching that from the other side, the guy be you know, the the, the other person saying job done. It's like Mane skins his wing or skins has seen so many guys. No one was I I would be interested to know if their their fans were fucking tearing apart their right side Absolutely and centre Maybe, yeah, exactly. Because that's, listen, for all those highlights, and we see them all the time on, on the telly, and for all of that, you concentrate on your player. Yeah. You never think about the defender. You just think, man, he's skin for people there. What a fucking guy. Yeah. And you never think about the defender. And equally, you never think about the attacker when someone's defending. Yeah. You never think, that was a really intelligent run. Yeah. And he's actually actually created space by running in between our centre-backs. You think, what the fuck's Lovren doing there yeah. looking at the fucking sky? Yeah. But this is the, this is the thing, is it though? But this is the problem, is it? With the, with the way, well, I say the problem. It is just how, what football is now. Is If you watch every game on the telly and you watch every game of televised football, you'll have a really really great understanding, you have a great depth of knowledge of watching different types of football or whatever, but it's 
it's, it's it's just that you watch football differently ultimately. And I, for me, I I just can't be the the over analysis of stuff. <coughs> I get nothing from it. You know what I mean? Because <coughs> that's why I enjoy the emotion of footy. I enjoy the the, the, the watching of it, and the, I'm a bit more relaxed about things happening because, especially when you play footy as well, you know that. People don't intentionally try to be shit. Yeah, Ross's first touch is just terrible. That's exactly, the way it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, these especially th- in the rain, I found out last night. <laughs> uh, but this is the thing: is that you know. And, but again, when you when you you watch at home, you've got a fair of. You probably got in some respects a kind of more neutral view of football because there's people who watch every Liverpool game, but there's people who watch every televised Chelsea game and every televised Man United game and every televised City game, every televised Barcelona game and they watch the Bundesliga and all that. They've got a much more rounded and much more level view of football, maybe. So maybe their criticisms are more justified because they've got more p- points of comparison. But that's fair enough. And th- But this is where football delusion comes from. This is why I think you're perfectly entitled to be deluded as a football fan because... You're supposed to just watch your team in the ground. You're not, you know what I mean. You're not supposed to see all this extra stuff. Not, there's not supposed to be all this in-depth analysis to some extent. And those people are not wrong, but I also think, I think as a result, they're just more cold, harsh analysis happens as a result of it. Is instead of just, I'm prepared to shrug off Liverpool's deficiencies in that Hoffenheim game because we won, Paul. It was a great experience. We won. We had a young lad who scored a great goal and all the things that you listed before. Liverpool went away and did a job in did a job in Europe and we can I can I can I can put yeah. aside all I, the bits Yeah, and I, I, I when I go to footy, I, I I think I watch it quite similar to you in that sometimes I just I don't follow the ball. Mm. Sometimes I just decide to watch the back line if I'm in the cop or something like that, or I might decide to watch the left hand side if I'm in the thing. Whereas you are being told what to watch when you've got the telly, and that's why I don't like it because yeah. I like being able to just go, oh, you know what? Everyone's saying Genie Wijnaldum's a really good player beginning of last season. I'm just going to focus on him for a game or two, watch what he does, see how he moves, see how he makes himself available. Now, you can't see all of that on the telly all of the time. You don't see the build-up to the goal that's not around the ball. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's for me, where yeah. football games are won and lost, yeah. and you don't get to see any of that. And like. that's it. And I, again, the, you get swept up in the emotion one way or the other, whether it's the you know your own emotions or the people you sat around. But <laughs> let's use the Alberto Moreno thing. I... The, People who watch it on the telly thought he was terrible. A lot of people who watched it in person probably thought he was thought he was terrible too. I thought he was okay, but I think uniformly people thought Jordan Henderson had a poor game. I think mm. it was, that was there for all that was there for all to see, which is the which is the interesting thing on stuff. And it, I guess it's just about the, the the maybe I just like swash. I like the swashbuckling thing of it all. I like I, I, I probably see it similarly to how Jürgen sees it to some extent. You know, like the way he laughs it off at the end about a lot of the the, the, the deficiencies of stuff because. Some of the stuff when we when it was good, it was dead good. They're often the take. They're often the things I remember most. Remember most from the games. But yeah, the, the, thing, the thing that gets me on, on that side of thing, and when Jurgen Klopp says something, people assume that that means something more than it does. Mm. So, for example, Jurgen Klopp comes out and laughs off the deficiencies of the side. Don't for a second believe that he's not going into training and kicking off yeah. and working on that side of the thing. He might not kick off, but he'll work on that side of the yeah. thing. He is. Everything that a manager now puts out there is for a reason, and it, and it's to make a the fan base feel better, b the the opposition managers to think think that shit and all that. Whatever it yeah. is, there's a reason for. As soon as he gets behind closed doors, he'll be like, "We need to sort that out. That's ridiculous." Yeah. 
and that's what people no, 100%, are always, 100%. always run, running yeah. snippets of conversations and people run with it mm. and just go at it and yeah. he's, he, he thinks this is a fucking joke well it's not a fucking joke this is the thing isn't it I think the, the problem we've got at the minute as well is I just think people are seeing things written down and taking their own interpretations out of things as well like so I saw people, so much of Jürgen said I think people have again it's retweeting people read it and go yeah if there's one man that you need to physically see and hear the words being said from, it's Jürgen because him saying something, his sense of humour does not translate into text, yeah. by and large. Apart from that one where he talked about losing his, was asked about losing his virginity, effectively, and and said he wasn't allowed to talk about it. Ha ha ha! Hopefully, it will last longer, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, which was astounding, by the way. Um, but some of this stuff. I watched that press conference. It must have been in German because he never said it in English. Yeah. Like. But it. I, oh, so get on this. Actually, you'll you'll be dead proud of this. Um, the press conference was on YouTube on Liverpool FC's official YouTube channel. Yeah. Right in the comments, telling everyone what Redmen TV is. <laughs> hey, listen, you're gonna come over to our platform, boys. You're gonna have Redmen TV. Got loads of page act nudes and people going like, "What's Redmen TV?" Because like there was thousands of people watching from around the world, and then I'd be like, "Tell them, lads." And then there's people in the comments going, "Redmen TV is the best YouTube Liverpool FC channel." I was like, "Come over, subscribe. It's gonna be amazing." Last booted. time they do that on YouTube. Yeah, gonna get. We're gonna end up getting booted, aren't we? Um, what was dead funny? Actually, we were waiting around in the, the square in Hoffenheim in LCT. TV, we're filtering around, and um, Peter McDowell came over and said, um, "If you got any any scouts, any 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 scouts lads here, I can talk, I can talk to. We've got a bit, we're a bit upbeat or whatever, because he interviewed a few people, and I think they've just been really down, really dour." And um, and he went to Tom and Ty and and Ty's dad, and they were like, "Any of these not Red Men TV?" And uh, like, no, at all, all are, and the lads weren't keen on doing anything anyway. But like, the like. They've never had the problem. I've, you know, I've been interviewed on there tons of times. I've been on the the, the press box, whatever the flick it's called. Um, but I, I don't know whether he was told not to. But I wasn't. Never it wasn't wasn't like hey, Paul. Do you want to do it or I can't? I totally overlooked LFC TV. They've jumped there. It's just not like it's very much. Maybe it's because we're in the comments ciphering, ciphering <laughs> audience away. Like, well, you know what? Fuck them. Let's do it more. Let's do it. Let's go. If everyone can go, who's listening to this can go on to every Liverpool video and tell them what put Redmen links and tell them all about Redmen in the in the That'd comments of all their YouTube videos. That would be sensational. Thanks very much. Um, but yeah, just on the just lastly before we move on because I want to talk about the the experience of being over there. And well, being I wanted to a, I wanted to ask you about something about that. Go on. The rail seating. Yeah. What was it like? It was. Really good. It was really, really good. I, I, I've seen the videos and stuff like that, and it looked to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it looked to me like there was concrete under the seats. So basically, and you this this will, we will struggle to translate this into into audio, but if you're watching the video version, it's a step effectively. So it's if you're watching, you'll be able to see my hand gesture. It's a perfect representation of what the, what the floor looks like. But effectively, the seat folds down over like a, a slightly raised bit of bit of concrete. Effect, effectively, um, now they were bolted down, but you could just turn the lock and put them up again. But the thing is, the seats weren't in the way either way because they're, they're, there's effectively like a foot and a bit of space in front of where the edge of the seat is, where, where you, you stand. stand anyway, and you got the rail in front of you, and like. We're gonna we're gonna do something over this over the course of the season. I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to make too many rash judgments or make too many counterpoints against it. Blah blah blah. Because my overriding feeling is one of positivity, but I can also see where there would be issues with it um, because it wasn't. I don't think it was very well managed, and I think that's the concerns. And I think those were raised at the. Um, that was the concern that I raised yeah. at the at the rally. Exactly, and um, so it. 
it's more. I think a lot of it's how German grounds are as well. You you fenced in on either side as well for a start with like spiky bits on the the top and lots of stuff. You're getting out you're getting out your section, and because of the railing, because of the fence, it's kind of hard to see. And we had some little sets here, and it was in my um, match day experience video of some lad put a banner up in my line of sight of like the goal, so I couldn't see the goal. So I, me and Tom went to then, if if everyone was in their position. And it was sold out, and everyone was in their designated slot. We wouldn't have been able to see the goal as a, as a result of it. So we stood on our seats. Now that's not safe. That's not that's not a more more or less safe. Now it is more safe than normal seating because for the start it's a nice flat solid piece of metal, and there's no one who can knock into you from behind because of the the railings and stuff. But I don't think I don't, it was. But it is a thing. It wasn't. Dangerous, dangerous. It wasn't like it wasn't in. No one was in danger. People were in danger on mass, as with anything in the world. Idiots endanger themselves by being idiots. Velcro, Paul told you. Vel yeah, Velcro is the reason why these idiots exist. You know, natural selection would have would have seen these people off if they had to tie the shoelaces. You're dead right. Um, but the so the, in that instance, you know, if, it probably needed a few more stewards or saying saying like, get down, stand over here, whatever. But the thing of it is, the, it's so in the culture in Germany to have these sections now that they're very, they're very like say fair about it. They trust people to to to, to enjoy themselves and to enjoy the game. And I, I I I had a laugh with a couple of the stewards there. Really good, really sound people. I thought they were they were brilliant, and the, the whole vibe around it was just great. And even though like they were they were quite stringent in what you could get into the grounds and all that. They were dead nice about it at the same time. They were dead friendly. You know, there were people asking you to do the screws, like, like stamp your feet to make sure there's nothing up your trouser legs and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what? And I didn't understand them. And they were, and, and they were like, and the guy was like, like dance. And I was like, if you want me to dance, just tell me to dance and I'll dance. You know, don't be like stamp. Don't try to explain stamp your feet. But you know, it was great. You know, the whole experience was brilliant, and the 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 the, 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 the atmosphere was brilliant off the back of it. Um, and like I said, the atmosphere from the Hoffenheim fans throughout the entire game was sensational. Like. And you know they've got. I, 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 obviously, I couldn't see the end to us because we were pen, because we were penned in with banners. Um, but the far end there, end with the flags and all oh, that kind yeah, of that stuff. Was, the whole stadium looked incredible, yeah. actually. Like yeah, the noise at all four, like all four sides was generating was great. But uh, and it would be different at Anfield. But the problem is, is that again, it's like drinking culture. It's like the difference in having a bevy in France and having a bevy in England. People grow up. People grow up with it, and they're used to drinking. So there's probably less less of a binge drinking culture in European countries. Whereas in this in this country, we've got you tell people they can have a drink, people will just go and get annihilated and cause loads of loads of problems. And that I, I, don't it, take it, our binge drinking culture away from us. No, no but be very careful what you but, say. But, yeah. No, it's true. But this is the point. Don't up with a microphone in your mouth. I know exactly. It's the king, the king, <laughs> the, the, as the king of it. The the, the the problem is that is again it's just it's about establishing that culture in, in British things and I would it would have to be overly policed and overly managed in the fit for the for the for the period I think to integrate it into English culture but it, that oh, listen, look, I agree that it has but it has to be done it's I been think. it's been nice to hear it and I, I do want to go up to Celtic myself and do something w with you on on all this type of stuff mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll move it on anyway we're, we're massively over I just want to quickly on the, the last stuff on the Coutinho stuff though because we talked about it before and I just because I think we got asked we're going to do questions now we got asked the we got we asked for questions and the vast majority of them were what do we do if we sell Coutinho? What are the alternatives to Coutinho? Why aren't we signing players? All this kind of stuff. And we, I think I feel like we've answered a load of these questions 
continuously every day for the last for the for the last month or whatever. My thing on the Coutinho, my last note on the Coutinho stuff, and why I'm switching off to it for now is I like to take people at face value. And now I agree that people, the ability to take people at face value can be eroded over time if people prove to be untrustworthy. So I, I, I will qualify this by saying I'm not 100% happy with the situation, but for me, FSG making the statements and saying he's not for sale and Klopp then repeatedly saying he's not for sale, coupled with... You know this being backed up by the major the major journalists in in the northwest as whatever is why I don't feel Villa Coutinho will be sold this summer, and that's why I'm prepared to switch prepared to switch off to it for now. And when Jurgen's saying he's injured, the medical like he's even said the press conference today, there's nothing more to say on the transfer stuff. We've we've said our we've said our stuff. He's injured. The medical team have got no problem with him. They are they are trying to rehabilitate him. May you know we'll never know the full ins and outs. I'm prepared to switch off to it because the statements have been so clear on stuff mm. that if you want to believe, if people can choose to believe the worst, and that's entirely on them. And they, they might well be proven right, but for me, it, it would take up too much headspace and too much emotional investment from me to start to go down the rabbit hole of the. What ifs and why it might not right and the and the and the bastard suggested it, might not right. I'm prepared to just let it see how it rides out and trust that it won't be sold. Absolutely fair enough. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. For me, we've had the statements from Klopp, we've had the statements from FSG, and we've had Phil Coutinho handing the transfer request. They're the only facts yeah. that that have been released on it. Mm-hmm. That that is literally everything else is just hearsay. And until hearsay is proven to be right or wrong, I can't make a decision on what I think about Phil Coutinho, what I think we we should do about Phil Coutinho or what because we've been told what we're going to do we've been told um, it does annoy me though and it actually brings me onto the kiter stuff is it really annoys me that having uh, how's it what's the best way to describe this RB Leipzig said no we're not going to sell him and we didn't believe them and we kept on going all summer and haven't bought a replacement. Yeah. That annoys me yeah. to death, like yeah. because we should have had a replacement because we should have taken them on face value if we're going to take Liverpool on face value this time. It's true, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the thing. And maybe it's just that, like as like Barcelona. If Barcelona having to learn the lesson though, that makes me less asked about it because Fuck Barcelona. No, no, but you know my point is if they're, they're doing my nothing. No, exactly. But the point is, is if if a club that is well respected and loved as Barcelona are making the same mistake that Liverpool have just made. FSG out then. Well, that well, who, who, uh, uh, Barcelona president out. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, but they will. <laughs> you know, but uh, but that's the thing, isn't it? Is the, the point is, again, if we if we take a step back from it, we're not the only club making that mistake. This 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 transfer window, so it, doesn't, made it twice, though. doesn't bother me as, as much as as much as it does for some other people. But then that's the question. Then in life. I have yeah. Um, one last thing I do, I, met, I, I lost my train of thought here and I mentioned say, why, why I thought it was such a grey area on the FSG thing. And it was this Jürgen Klopp stuff at the weekend where there was a reading of stuff and I got I got the reading of this, that Klopp wanted to sell Coutinho and was being told that FSG had said he's not, they're not selling him. And if there was ever a thing that summed up how difficult it is to judge our ownership situation is believing all for weeks and weeks that the, if they sell Coutinho... It's the owners are fucked and the terrible owners and they need to go immediately and they're entering into a realm of possibility that 
they would do the things that the fans wanted to do, and not the manager. And that would be the and all of a sudden that would be the wrong thing. And all the people who've been using that as ammunition to hang the owners, all of a sudden have to go and turn about turn and go, no, the fucking dickheads. Do you need to show? Do you need, you need to, to show what Klopp wants? Fucking hell! This is and this is why my head, my head is fucking melted. Um, so yeah, let me find let me find some of these quick 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 questions. Then David McLaughlin, Davy Mc nineteen something or other. Oasis or Blair? Oasis. Oasis, indeed. Um, Amit Singh, Amit underscore eight underscore. Considering the inflated price of players in the current market, how much would Gerard Perlow, Henri, Xavi, etc., be worth now? Gerard. 150, Xavi 160, Henri Apelo, sorry, Apelo. Uh, 120. I think he was uh, not really for some reason, he was really underrated for a lot. I don't think that's what I think. Like, I think Pelo would be less because he was never, you know, he moved a number of times, didn't he? He played yeah. for a lot of big clubs, but he was never like, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe Henri maybe 200, <laughs> yeah, who was the last one? Zidane, no, that was it, but Zidane would be. It would be another 200, wouldn't he? I guess yeah, easy, maybe more. But the Gerard thing, uh, for me, let's use Gerard as an example. The, 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 the closest equivalent to a Gerard that's moved in recent times is Paul Pogba. Mm. So Gerard would be a, a world, well, world record. No one's breaking that world record anytime soon now, are they? Because of fucking PSG. Um, but yeah, let me see if I can squeeze one more in. Ross has liked a load of tweets and our likes, and now he's buried all of the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, Betty him, Paul. Betty him. He's Betty. Consider him Betty. Um, no, I can't find them. Fuck it. Thanks very much for your questions. Um, <laughs> if you want more podcasts from the Red Men TV, if you need more auditory Liverpool content... I thought you said auditory, and I was thinking... Or the Tory, what? We're not Tories. No, far from it. Uh, if you want all of the order to oh, someone to go with a Brexit talk in a, in a news video, you give yourselves away, lads. <laughs> you genuinely give yourselves away. Uh, anyway. Oh, no the T-shirt that James Sutton was wearing yesterday, just a big run DMC Corbin shirt. Brilliant. Fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Ethically made as well. Of course. It's important, he told me. To ethically source your fibres. I didn't know this, and now I appreciate it. Well, he's it. an actor, isn't he? They're all, they've got to be into all that shit, haven't they? Um, we'll get there, Chris. I'll give a shit about. I can give a shit about the environment once. I was, we're, once I was we're the biggest I was wearing a Page Jack nude shirt. You went, "Where's that from?" For Zachary, lads. Imported from Fazakli. Got to support local businesses. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, yeah, if you want more podcasts, how many? Let me let's work out how many podcasts are we doing on the website now a week then. There's the instant. There's two instant match reactions a week. Yeah. There's the Reds news roundup. There's the fi- There's two final words. Yeah. At the bare minimum. So there's five. We're also doing the Uncensored Match Build Up Show, but anyone listening on Acast will know that that's now up on this yeah. as well. So effectively, if you want a bare minimum of five more Redmen TV podcasts, and obviously these are not all just me and Chris talking. If you're just bored of that, uh, obviously covering transfers, covering news, multiple people in the rooms, mixing the guests of very, very good stuff. Uh, that's now part of the subscription for the RedmenTV.com, which is five pounds a month. Uh, you get all the video versions as well if you're into that stuff. But if you're just into the podcast stuff, you just like listening to Liverpool content, whether you're on the move or whatever. Yeah, we are absolutely smashing it at the moment. We've got the, the new website, the website. Yeah, I've smashed that. The the promos are not as good as the content. Is the all other I'll guests say. can speak. Yeah. 
twat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's other people talking on them other than just me and Chris, which is always always a bonus. Uh, which means the passive aggressivity is much lower on the uh, on, on the other stuff. Oh fuck off. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're into if you're into Red, Red Men, if you're into Liverpool podcasts, there's loads of them there for you. The RedmenTV.com forward slash join. Get signed up. Is it still? Oh no. <laughs> Oh, and there's a video version of this. If you want to know how Chris has just schoolboyed me, please do go and watch, go and watch that on there as well. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thank you very much for listening, of course. Uh, hope you're all enjoying the new website. Feedback, always welcome. You absolute arsehole. Um, and uh, keep your chins up, keep your heads up, and uh, I'm walking.